hi, Neil Brennan here, one of the champs. Uh, I'm. I have uh, some dates. The most important one is July 12th, Phoenix. Come fuck with me, uh, July 12th at Stand Up Live uh, in Phoenix. And I see that you come. You listen to the show, Phoenix. So don't. I see how many people exactly listen to the show in Phoenix. So if there's like 700 people to listen to the show and then 40 of you show up. I'm going to be fucking mad at Phoenix. It's disrespectful. Yeah. This is Moshe Kasher coming in. Uh, I will be at the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal in July and in Toronto in September. And I'll be at the La Jolla Comedy Store July 6th weekend. Now, listen, I'm uh, proud to announce we have a very special contest that's breaking today. It's the Champs T-shirt contest. To all of our listeners, if you want the chance to design our T-shirt, one of our T-shirts, send your designs in to... Uh, the champs. Email What's our email? The, email email the, champs. the champs at gmail.com. I set it up. I should know. Email the champs at gmail.com. Send us your designs and maybe you can be one of the champs. And this is DJ Doug Pound here in the mix. And I will be in Chicago, Madison, and Milwaukee, July 27th, 28th, and 29th uh, with Tim Heidecker and Neil Hamburger and Kenny K. Strass, Strasser, the Yo Yo Extravaganza. Not to be missed. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's going to be a great show. It's not the Yo-Yo Extravaganza? I've seen the Yo-Yo Extravaganza, yeah. And it's not to be missed. It's not to be missed. <laughs> I actually want to see it. It's not to be missed, so. <laughs> Murph, hit it. What do you want me to do, man? You got your dates? Oh, my dates. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was going to wait, but you know, if you want to see your boy Charlie Murphy, and I know you want to see me, uh, I'm going to be in Rochester on the 28th at the Broadway Theater. Show starts at 7.30. June the 28th in Rochester. This week. This week, coming up. Charlie Murphy, Freeze Love, Phase On Love, As The Trip Tour 2012. Be there. You'll be asking yourself, is it all really happening? That's right. 7.30 <laughs> in Rochester on the 28th at the Broadway Theater. Your boy, Charlie Murphy. That's what's up. That is what's that up. That is what's up. And also what's up is the champs, ladies and gentlemen. So let's begin. like that one yeah you've been so yeah. hardcore the last few weeks <laughs> with all this like hip-hop and south african gangster rap and then all yeah, of a what sudden that? what's that the theme to bosom buddies that's called let the love shine by prindy slash writer okay it's from a music it. library uh look we get a lot of requests we don't actually get a lot of requests for guests we get some but yeah. probably our most requested would uh would be our guest today you asked for it we delivered that's right ladies and gentlemen charlie murphy yeah, he does his own drops. He does his That's own right. drops. That's right. <laughs> All right, so Marv, I want to talk about because I know you. Uh, I've known you a long ass mm -hmm. time. Do you remember meeting? Do you remember when we met? Do I remember meeting you? I met you. There's no way you remember, but do you? Could you? Do you? Do you? Maybe you do. I met you at the show. No, we met in 1997. All right. Uh, me and Dave had just written uh, Half Baked, and we were we were very proud of ourselves. Okay. So we Nip, went. Nip. Stop we, dropping my name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we went to we rented a limousine and we did mushrooms. Oh shit! And, oh wow! Yeah. That's a rare Neil Brennan drug trip. Right. I don't remember that. Exactly. Yeah, we and uh. and so we went. It was me, Dave, a couple strippers, and I did mushrooms too. No, you were uh. not. You were just on your own thing. 
Okay. So we went. We we went to a club. What was that doing? Coke. What was, that was I, that's a, you'll have to. <laughs> what, was that, what was that doing? <laughs> right, so no, you weren't doing mushrooms. You were. You had a hypodermic needle hanging out of your neck. <laughs> no. So we went to a club, and I look over at one point, and mm-hmm. Dave's talking to this dude. Right. And I'm like, look. And I'm on mushrooms, so I'm like, fucking Eddie Murphy's ripped. You are wicked. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, who the fuck is Dave talking? It looks like a fucking ripped ass fucking big ass eddie murphy and then i go and then i realize oh it's fucking charlie murphy so oh, i go okay. over yeah, yeah. and but again i'm on mushroom so i'm fucking bugging out uh we go over and you mm-hmm. kept talking about uh how when you and eddie came out here uh everybody had jerry curls yeah man yeah and and then you kept saying that there's poison you were talking about hollywood screenplays and you kept saying there's poison in ice cream <laughs> No, poison and ice cream, meaning, you know, if I show you something that generally perceived as a good thing. Right. Cookie dough. The underlying message is negative. Right. That's what we mean by that. Yeah. And you, you know? kept saying that. It was, and me and Dave said it for years. Yeah. Like, there's poison and ice cream. There's poison and then Poison and ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, like that movie, that movie to help, I look at that as poison and ice cream. Oh, you know what else? You know I'm saying that's it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. I, you've seen it before. You've seen Amistad. You've seen Roots. You've seen yeah. Driving Miss Daisy. It's all the same movie. Roots is the same movie as Driving Miss Daisy. Is is I, you know what's funny? It's all the same movie. It's just it's well, a yes, I, I be nice movie. Like it, oh, I was no, trying no, to get along with you. I was trying to please. Just don't hit me again. <laughs> How does the help <laughs> end? How does the help end? They where they all end. Uh, yeah, doesn't he drop her off at the Piggly Wiggly? Black person <laughs> saves the day, you know. And gets no credit or gets like... Hmm, she got go credit. Back. You know, she made the pie and all that stuff. You know? The ship, the pie was made of shit, though, correct? <laughs> yes, yes. She made a shit pie? Yeah, like that's the plot. Don't that's that make you plot. wonder, like, how could you get away with that? How could you pull that off? Do you think if I made a shit pie and I brought it in here that you would eat it before you realize it was shit? That's the part that fucked me. Here's up. what my where my I have heart. Well, if there's poison in ice cream, there could be poison in pie. There could be. It is poison in pie. Poop in pie. But I'm saying, though, if I bought some pie with doo doo in it and put it in front of it's you, it's only doo doo. It's not even with doo doo in it. It's a doo doo pie. It's a doo doo pie. I think it's got my thinking goes to. I would have to think about what you ate. The only other the only other ingredient was a special sugar she bought in from. They don't have nice shit that smells sweet. (laughs) No, no, no. There are different notes of shit. You can't. Yeah, some is worse, but none is good. The only other ingredient was sugar because the woman said, "Well, what did you put in this pie? (laughs) What did you put in this pie?" She said, "I got that special sugar you like from Panama." Oh, the person likes it in the movie. She loved it. Loves it. She's the best pie I've had in my life. That's incredible. Yeah, and she had it all over her teeth. uh, all right, so where do we start with Charlie? Let's start with, because uh, I want to, I want you to tell stories that you probably don't mm-hmm. tell a lot. Mm-hmm. My favorite stories of yours are high school. High school. What about what about high school? that you were in a, some kind of gang? I was in a gang. I was in multiple gangs. Yeah. P- to to yeah. break to, to break me off some. Well, the the funny thing about my gang tenure was that it, it was ended by my mother. <laughs> like, like a real after, I became one of the uh, leaders in the gang and had to quit. What was the name of the gang? His mother said, quit the gang. You know? Uh, the name of the gang was the King Pythons. Of course. Yeah. Gang was King Pythons face? would choke you out. Was it a bitch. wrestling gang? A wrestling gang? Yeah. <laughs> we'll choke you out. That's a, uh, uh, That was Gang bang my face? That was my personal threat, yeah. It wasn't was the gang's out? logo. Now I wasn't into choking people out back then. I just bash you, you know? Choke you out. Wouldn't you carry chains around? Didn't you tell me that? I never carried a chain around. 
I, right. I used to just get get over with socking people in the face. It was very efficient. It does. You that know? does. That is very well delivered punch. Puts them on their back, and then you know. Did you? Were you a good student? No, I could have been a good student, you know, but I was uh, misdirected. You know? you know, when I became a good student when I went to the military, that's when I realized. I actually remember going, "Wow, you're not stupid," you know, because I actually applied myself and. It was, you know, things were not hard, nowhere near as hard as I, I thought they would be. You know? I had the same experience when I dropped out of school. I was like, oh, you're I, not an idiot. The gang I was in was funny. They, they, uh, everybody in the gang was 15 and under, and the leader was 25. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, no true winner. No one His name was Rocky. That's funny. And we'd have everybody meet him at a certain spot at a certain time of the day, and we had to bring dudes, you know. And he's, whoever don't got their dudes, he had to have the other gang members beat them up. But then you realize, you know, I realized anyway, Rocky was taking the dudes' money and buying wine with it. And I was like, wait a minute. So he has his own lineup, and then we give him dues, and then he goes and buys Thunderbird with the money. Uh, I'm not showing up to no more. <laughs> and what was the what was the por- the point of the gang was just you were just a gang. I think that he to was buy Rocky Thunderbird to buy Rocky Thunderbird. That was his. Rocky just assembled this group of guys that were rough or whatever, and gave him a name and and a sense of. Uh, you know, camaraderie, because that's what gangs are, you know? And then he just just uh, took advantage of that. Did you so. drop out of the gang by baking him a doo-doo pie? No, no, no. I dropped out of the gang by by my mother telling me, you're out of the gang. Either you're out of the gang or, you know, you have to get out of the house. So I'd rather have someone to sleep at night. And you yeah. were still in high school? Yeah. I had to run for a whole year, man. Did you ever? See my legs, Oh, from man. Rocky? I had legs of steel. I was jumping over Edwin Moses couldn't do nothing. Oh, you were like they were coming after you. Oh like, yeah, to man. Be yes. In the gang. Yes. You're supposed to get a rollout special when you leave the gang. I wasn't getting no rollout special. Could, What's the rollout right, special? If you get the rollout special. A rollout special. That means that they get you and they they hold your arms back behind you like this and they get the biggest guys in the gang and they throw body shots. They beat they you t- in and beat you out. Till they get tired. Okay. It's a rollout special. You know, Can you defend yourself? Bro- I guess they hold your arms back yeah. like this. And then they got these big guys going to the body till they get tired. How many guys were in the gang? Several. Enough to break your ribs. <laughs> but like 20? That was more than that. It was oh, that's a lot right. of, th- so like, a lot of like Thunderbird. The, it was 30, like the Warriors. Guys. Yeah, it was a big gang. Yeah. Were you ever in a gang? No. You were in the gang, though, correct? I, I was in a gang. I mean, called? I mean, it wasn't real. It was called the... <laughs> The pure adrenaline, the pure adrenaline but when gangsters. I think, when I think yeah. about the type of gang that I was in compared to the gangs now, it feels like you're talking about, yes, and I started in West Side Story. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about your gang as compared. Yeah, we had a beef, we danced it off. You know? Think about your gang compared to the Crips or Come on, Bloods now. No comparison. And then compare, no then go all the way down to my gang. It's like the same differential. So we were like yeah, right. truly but yours pathetic. Was in the 90s, legally. Like compared to what these cats is doing now, man. Come on, man. No yeah, comparison. What were you, and what were you were just literally given? You were buying wine. That Put was, it like this nobody in my gang was a murderer okay right no nobody in my gang uh shot anybody that right. i can remember nobody in my gang got shot right so when i think about the gang bang- bangers now these guys are much more serious than we were you know the most you see was maybe a little knife play every now and then but mostly it was uh hands so you would you see know? guys get stabbed. I've never seen anybody seen get that, stabbed. Yeah, I've seen people get stabbed. I've seen myself get stabbed. <laughs> oh, you've been stabbed? Tell us that story. Do, do tell. By a girl. Okay. I've stabbed a couple girls. Come on. Me. I can't have sex anyway uh-huh. since I one got my shot in the dick in that man. grocery store in 2000. One of those shell steak knives. Remember when Shell was giving it by get his free steak knife with five gallons of gas from Shell. And then his, <laughs> his, his father apparently bought five gallons from Shell. She had the knife. 
And uh, what happened was um, I have an older friend. His name was Billy Walls. And he was like a neighborhood, uh, I don't know, the neighborhood stud or whatever. He was the type of guy that not only did he have sex with the girls our age or whatever, he was banging their moms too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know how he was pulling it off, but he was the guy that was doing it. That's Billy Walls. And Billy Walls today has like 25 children. Of course, yeah. He was very popular with the ladies. And uh, he used to tell me all of his stories, you know, like who he did last night and how he did them. And then one day he was telling me a story, and I realized the story he was telling me about was my own girlfriend. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, that's cool, Billy Walsh. Yeah, girlfriend, and, said, and they she all want you. And he was going, she was yelling my name out on every stroke. Billy Walls, <laughs> Billy Walls. <laughs> That's that really weird. messed me up psychologically. I was like, "Wow, you know, I don't want to hear no more of the story." So, was it what detail let you know it was your girlfriend? Her name? How about that? Her name? Oh, that's, that's a good we, we all knew it. He, he said he said her whole first and last name. <laughs> I mean, I think that would make me know yeah, he's talking about the same person. Uh, he said, right. "Yeah, remember so and so last oh, name?" Oh no, I ain't heard yeah, of that bitch. And I remember, <laughs> I remember, I hadn't seen her that night before. So then I seen, I talked to her on the phone. And she was acting like nothing happened. And I told her, you know, I know what happened. It's over, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, she felt that she deserved to stab me after that. So she stabbed oh, you she because stabbed she fucked Yeah, Billy man, Walls? yeah, because I found out she was yelling, Billy Walls, Billy Walls. Well, maybe she, that guy was lying. Nah, Billy Walls is telling the truth. Man. He got photographic that's, evidence. That's Billy Walls, Billy man. Walls Billy Walls doesn't lying. need to lie. Billy Walls is the kind of guy, you, on your way home from school, you see him looking at the top window of someone's house with his shirt off. <laughs> and mother's in the background. <laughs> mother's in the background. Not the daughter, the mother's in the background. Uh, all right, so then Smoking you, in Newport. <laughs> um, all right, so then, then when did you go to the military? Wait, you went to jail, correct? I went to jail first, yeah. For what did what? you go to jail for? Being stabbed. A million little shits. No, no, no. It was a million <laughs> little shits. Like a bunch of uh, uh, misdemeanors that added up to that you have to stay with us. What? <laughs> <laughs> they said you, you should come and stay with us. You should come and stay with How us. How old were you? Eighteen for one year, son. Yeah, I was I was seventeen when, when the shit happened, but I was eighteen when I got you know actually the year I had to spend. What were the What were the petty things? Uh, possession of burglar's tools, um, petty theft, you know, stuff like that. What are burglar's tools? Like a stethoscope to listen the, to a burglar's skip. tools? Like shit you use to steal. <laughs> what were like what? Like a lead pipe? I had, no, I had yeah. it. I got caught with one of those. Uh, uh, it was a Christmas box wrapped up. It was a hollow. It looks like a gift. Right. But there's nothing in it. And I caught one of those. So How is that a fucking... Wait, you that's illegal to have that, man. You were in the it's box? Like a no, I was getting ready to put some radios in it, motherfucker. <laughs> put some shit oh, in it. Okay. it. It was illegal. That's illegal to have. That's a burglar's tool, man. Whoa, 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 Can't have a, no bo this whole, fake box that gift wrap with nothing in it and walk into a department store. You just crap. This whole shit is so old school. You know, it's like Thunderbird. I don't and think like people still do that. I, hope yeah, out I don't gifts. even know. You would go and what were you gonna? Oh, you were gonna put stuff into the box. There you go. It. Yeah, some, it's a burglar's some, tool, man. Oh, so like shoplifter. Yeah, yeah. That's I was good, man. I never got caught shoplifting except that one. When you you got caught I got caught. With, I got caught when I thought I was so good that I was gonna take other people and train them. That's when I got caught. <laughs> 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 
idiots, idiots. <laughs> you were gonna. I told you that. not to do that, but you did it anyway. Look at us now. Ka-ching, chink. I was a huge shoplifter myself. I love yeah. shoplifting. I gave it up, man. Just, I felt real proud of myself. It's a very stressful way to make a living. Yeah, all my friends would yeah. take advantage of me for it too. They would because they knew that I was good at it, so yeah. they would use my bad self-esteem to make me steal stuff for them. They'd be like, "Oh, come on, Moshe, you're the best. You're the only one that can do it." And I'd be like, "Oh, really?" And so I go buy, the, go steal them booze, and then I got until I got busted. I got busted one time. And they all just immediately turned and walked away. Super embarrassing. Very embarrassing. In the store? Anyway, right outside Everyone's looking at you. Didn't your uncle actually told me that they have to see you take it. You Is have to true? leave the store. Uncle uh, Ray told me that they have to see you You can't take go by it. what Uncle Ray said. Well, he's that's a, what I'm... He's yeah. not exactly a lawyer or <laughs> even a real police officer. <laughs> he's not even... Wasn't he, he, he was he, school safety, man. Yeah, so he yeah. only could tell you what could happen at school. You can't. If that, if that takes place at a school, he might know that. I think he that. said he was a security officer for 30 at years. At school. But yeah. it is school. true that they have to wait outside. You have to leave the the. the you got to walk out with threshold. it. Threshold. I'm saying they, yeah. they, they know when you're doing it because they've seen you. There's cameras everywhere, man. Right. They've seen you. It's not yep. about... Uh, um, uh, uh, it's not a, a, um, if they seen you. They did see you. The, every, every inch of that store is... Uh, well, know. especially now. Yeah. yeah. What, was, what was the best thing, you, the biggest thing you stole? Oh... Uh, uh, stores. Like, you, you know what the biggest thing was? Well, back then they had they used to have. Uh, it was much uh, more lax, you know, and people were more trusting, you know. Yeah. So back then you could go into a store with uh, a bunch of girls, and there'd be one guy working in like a Radio Shack, right? And he's you know 19, he's by himself, right? That's that. What? Come on, man. Going there with some fine girls, they start talking, flirting with him. Why he's why he's talking to the girl? Somebody goes in the back, opens the back door, and you do the whole the whole inventory. <laughs> the whole inventory why, was the whole inventory. Why he's in the front rapping the chick? <laughs> Fill up a truck, man. Wow, yeah. we never did anything that big. We would go yeah. into the store, and one of us would steal the booze or the cigarettes or whatever, and then the other one would go up to the checker and say at Safeway and be like, "Wouldn't it be funny as I'm saying is you start seeing police cars pulling up?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We heard you on the podcast. He would walk up to the checker and, to be, and ask them, "Do you guys sell bird cages?" And no Safeway ever has sold bird cages, but we it, for for some reason we thought that that would give us a reason to leave. They'd be like, "No, we don't have bird cages." We'd be like, "Okay," and then we would that's what, would be our reason for coming in, not buying anything, and leaving because we were really there looking that's for a actually, bird cage. I, that was in your book, and I actually agree with that. With the idea, yeah, like the idea of asking for something, but because bird, you don't know where they sell. Maybe they right. do. Sell right. bird cages, but they don't. So you would clear out. So you would have to. We, we did that. Yeah, that, that happened a couple of times. Rent a truck. Rent a truck. Steal the truck. <laughs> That's you're like a criminal, rental. man. You're a cr- you don't, criminals. Don't pay bills, man. You steal the truck. Everything's stolen, man. That's why I got out of that life, man. It's just, just too much stress. That's you're scared on the way over there because the truck is stolen. <laughs> Before you even do anything, the truck is stolen. You're in a stolen. Then yeah. you're in the truck with stolen goods, and the truck is stolen. And you know how. And then the people that are in the truck are stupid, you know, they're drug addicts or whatever. They start freaking out. All of that is it really high stress. Man. Did you did you have a crew or it was just? Yeah, it was crew. It was the same people that you know. The King Pythons, man. It wasn't King Pythons. It was a whole. That was a whole different. You know. There was a second. These thing. guys wasn't <laughs> gangbangers. They was just like criminals, man. How long did you do it for? Maybe three, four years. Yeah. Oh, just straight up, you were a criminal. A hundred percent. And you were going to school. Yeah. And then when I went to the military, it took like uh, two years for that whole uh, that whole psyche to leave, like that whole way of thinking. You know, I was the kind of guy that if, if I met you, if I was being nice to you, it was for a reason. It wasn't to be a friend. You know? It was like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to roll you over. You know what I'm saying? 
how can I get it? How can I get get over on this person? Yeah, and then you start getting in touch with you know other environments, and you realize that that's not the only way to. to well, live, you know what's you know? funny? This all right because you talked about first of all you had interesting jail stories. Explain to people what the talking on the telephone is. Oh yeah, blow they blow the bowl out and talk to the toilet. I never did that, man. Yeah, explain to people what that yeah. is because they don't. The listeners may they, not know what that is. But lockup is only might know that. No, anyway, people blow the water out the toilet bowl and they they put their face in there. <laughs> and they have a conversation with someone else who has their face in their toilet. <laughs> That's funny. It's, it's, it's and it's talking called, shit at a, at a premium. <laughs> and they were called talking on the talking on the phone. It's but, called talk, but, called talking. It amazed me that they would do that and and they would act like they're really getting over like. <laughs> I don't want to talk to nobody that bad, son. I seen a lot of things in there. That, you know, I was like, "Come on, man, really?" Tell us. I remember one time this female inmate took a. This was an ugly chick too, that nobody would give give two two winks at in the street. Took her underwear off and threw them on the guard walk, and eight men dove on and started fight, <laughs> fighting like alligators over the drugs. <laughs> hush, hush, hush. hush. <laughs> Oh, some funky inmate panties, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. These guys must all have life, the way they act. Yeah, man. Uh, was it, like, rapey and shit? Was it gross? Rape? No, nah, there was no rape when I was there. No, I, I seen a dude get a, get, you know, jammy put on his face, though. A what now? He got shanked? A dick put on his face. He came in and sat, on his, <laughs> sat down, and another guy came out and put his dick on his cheek, man. I see. <laughs> The guy, can you explain the scenario? Where he started was a fight though. He, he, you don't he, say. He let the guy get away. I seen that happen, man. Where the guy was in the the, the guy came. He, you're on, they have you on a tier, right? So you, everyone knows if I come on a tier, or whatever. About two or three days, you know me, or whatever. So everybody's on a tier. The new guy came on. He, you know, he was his first day. He came and he put his bunk there, his little bed roll down. And he sat down at one of the tables, and then this other guy just came right out, put his dick on his cheek, man. He's like, oh, there's a new dude. Let's do the dick cheek. Let's do the dick on the cheek. The old dick on the cheek game. Instant. As soon as he sat down like this. That's great that that dude's, that dude's mind works so quickly. Like, new inmate, take out my dick. I guess I'm home sweet. Oh, oh look. Home sweet dick. Dick and on the cheek, he, man. he held his dick to the guy's face, and then the guy turned. He put it on his face, man. He went over there and put it on his and face. And then the guy turned and was like, yeah, what the fuck is that? The guy jumped up. They started having a hell of a fight, man. And the, the guy's dick was still dick out? I've never seen on him. dick was out while they, was while they were fighting? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I think you should deserve that for what he did. Man. Absolutely. You definitely deserve to get beat up. The guy who got the dick put on his cheek, he, he represented, but I'm still sure that he doesn't feel uh, satisfied. He doesn't tell the story. He'll yet. never feel satisfied. <laughs> All right. He doesn't feel triumphant. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never be able to beat that guy long enough, man. Uh, yeah. All right. So, and then you got out of jail. Yeah, yeah. And you went into. Never went back. Because that's what's up. Yeah. All right. And then you went yeah. into the. Uh, you to went the Navy. To, how do you what? How do you get from jail to the navy? There's a couple guys that put dicks on uh, cheeks in the down navy the street too, right? And signed up. Huh? Literally just in the navy. Up. Yes, that happens in the navy, man. A couple I, dick cheek games uh, in the I'm navy. Not front, you know the navy. Think about it, those guys that go underwater for long times or whatever. You know, guys volunteer for that duty. So yeah, so there's it's a high there's, incidence of dick on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> It's an epidemic, man. It's a naval epidemic. Dick on the cheek. 
Operation Dick on the Cheek. Operation Dick on the Operation Cheek. Operation Stop Dick on the Cheek. And, and and did you in in what was the name of the town you guys grew up in? I grew up in, in, in Brooklyn, partially, and in Roosevelt, Long Island. All right, and were there? So was Navy like the first time you spent a lot of time with white people? Very first time. Very first time. And what was your I'm first be honest, impression? Because you know, when I went to school, they had busing, so I was going to an all black black school, then I got bussed out to a mixed high school, junior high school. Then we moved all black school again. Right. You know, so I spent very little time around other cultures until I went to the military and that's when I got to be around Asians, whites, Puerto Ricans, everything, you know, all live cohabitating. You got to know everybody, man. I, I got to like country western music. You couldn't tell me nothing about country western music until I had to do a tour in the Mediterranean and it's nothing else to do but listen to this guy right next to you is playing, you know, uh, Conway Twitty over and over and over again before you know you start singing it. You know what I mean? It, it just grows on you. It's, right. if, if it's good music, it's going to grow on you. I don't care if you say, I don't like that kind of music. But I take you and take you and put isolate you with that the good version of it or whatever, and you're forced to listen to it. You're going to develop Yeah, if you, I mean, eventually Conway Twitty's going to put his dick on That's exactly Conway right. Twitty's dick's going to be the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> You put your dick on a cheek. <laughs> put your dick on people's cheek. And then, were you in Beirut? Did you tell me that? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. When the when the shit popped that, that, off, that, that that very day, that's when I decided I wanted to be out of the military. All right. So, were you were in Beirut? Ship was on patrol, you know, and, and we were going in at, at night. You could see, uh, we was doing, like, I guess, a support thing because there was a lot of ships that were firing and it was a lot of traces going over the landscape, you know, all night long. You seen that, and then in the morning, you seen people driving around like nothing was going on. That's bugging me out. In the daytime, you seen people going out, they were going to how are you going to work? Where do you work at? Right, I know it's not the mall. I mean, because who's going shopping? <laughs> go shopping? But you see a lot of traffic on the freeways or whatever, and then at night that would happen again. And then one morning we got up and uh, as we were standing there smoking cigarettes, you seen this like a, a mushroom cloud, you know, slowly like rising on the land because the land was far enough to where the buildings looked like toys or whatever. And then you see that big cloud, and it's like, wow, what was that? And then about maybe two minutes later, you heard boom, the sound comes. Wow. Two minutes later? A minute, maybe. Wow, something crazy. Like it. it wasn't instant, you know what I'm saying? Right, that's so crazy. You see that big, it's like, yeah, and I said to myself, a lot of people must have just got murked. That was the, the, ba- huh. the, the Marine It barracks. was the Marine Barracks. Oh, wow. The Marine Barracks, Marine barracks. barracks. 280 people. 280, yeah, yeah. And Reagan yeah, said, man. we will not negotiate with terrorists. America yeah. left two days later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we will not negotiate with terrorists. But we're getting the fuck but out. But we of are here. out of here. But seriously, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man, that was serious, man. Yeah, Beirut. They were. I read uh, that book from Beirut to Jerusalem. The guy Thomas Friedman yeah. who was like the main journalist in Beirut at the time. Mm-hmm. He said it was like the, the worst place on earth at that time. Like there was the whole city was pockmarked with gun yeah. bullets. I mean, everything it, it, was. People was, was acting like it wasn't happening. He was walking around like you know. Me, me and my son was talking about that the other day. I was like, look, look, look on the news. Look, how these people, imagine if we was born there. Right. These people are acting like it's normal and everything is blown up. It's dead bodies laying in the street behind them. I think they were showing some footage from Mogadishu or whatever. I'm like, 
Yo, man, that's 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 hardcore, man. Yeah, I'm just lucky to be born yeah. in America. Just lucky to be born over here. I don't care if you like it or love it or whatever. You can say you hate it. Nick, you can always sign up to go over there. Well, that's what I always say yeah. when I, I have a lot of problems with the U.S. government, and but really. We're so powerless. It's like I always say, we're just lucky there aren't people with machetes in the street hacking off limbs and shit. Oh, like yeah. Just, yeah. That, that, that we got pretty. Yeah, we got Syria, right, right, like now. Don't go Syria right now is the worst. Slitting throats as we speak. Right, as we speak. Yeah, and it's the government doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like yeah. an unorganized group. It's not like, like the King somebody Pythons. with the proper no. equipment. <laughs> To slash your head off. Right. If they had the they King Pythons in Syria right now, things would stop. The King Pythons would be shut up. <laughs> Rocky Swiss Rocky would step pythons. in. He would sip some thunder Thunderbird Swiss and he would put a stop to what's happening in Syria right now. All right. So you decided you wanted to get out. And then how did you get out? This is a good story. Oh, the way I got out was uh, uh, I was I came home. and I was uh, hanging with my brother. And he's like, so, yo, man, you really like being in the military? I was like... And not as much as this shit. You know, this is '85. Yeah, man. Just, oh, you looked around hot. at what was happening with Eddie. And we're like, oh, wow, yeah. this is, the yeah, difference yeah. between like, what well, you've if been you doing. Get out, you know. Just, just, just tell me. And I was, see, I got friends, and I was like, yo, if you can do, make it happen, you know what I'm saying? And it just so happened that, uh, what's the guy's name? He's dead now. He was a state senator. And Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond. He was known for being racist and all that right. stuff. He wanted. <laughs> He wanted my brother to perform in his living room. Well, like in like blackface? <laughs> no, just come over and do a party for his grandchildren. That's so and, crazy. And show yeah. up. That's, that sounds racist. Just oh, it's horrifying. Except some kind of way, it was agreement made that yes, we'll come over and do that. But if you help, me, you know, pull the strings for me, and he pulled the string. Like That's crazy. Military. And then some kind of way, the show got canceled. <laughs> 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 after, after, uh, after Charlie was out, and I was Eddie out. Somehow was, there was a date mix. And up. The show was canceled. <laughs> I forgot how it got canceled, but I know that there was no show, and I was out. <laughs> That's and that was that. That's excellent. That is excellent. great. Um, excellent. And then, so then, what did you do? I started working, you know, with my brother and coming out to Hollywood, and you know, the beginning. It was the beginning of the journey that I'm still on right now. What year was that? Uh, it was '85. And 86, you know, that's when it was all good. That's Especially when. Especially in L.A., boy, wow. Yeah. That's... L.A. was like, I was considered, L.A. was like going to heaven back in 85. Pre-AIDS. Coming out the Navy. Pre, right. It was pre-AIDS, yeah, coming out the Navy, going to L.A. Tell us. Living up on Doheny Drive. What? I can't remember. It was a big blur. That was one big blur, <laughs> When man. you first came out. Fun, what? man. It was a lot of fun. What were you exactly? Put it like this, man. When I see these shows like, uh, like Entourage. Uh, uh, or uh, um, the real world. Mm -hmm. I'm like, somebody must have came up to that house and got that idea. Because that's exactly what was going on there. It was a house. It was a big house. It was eight guys in it, you know, uh, early 20s or whatever, living in the same house. Each room had a different story going on. But it was all one big story at the same time. Jersey Shore. Any shows you look at right now, that's we was really doing it. It just wasn't a reality show back then to cover it, you know? So and you were like Johnny Drama? The hound. Whoever would have, whoever, whichever one is the hound, that's who I was like. You, oh, you were just busy fucking the whole time? At all times. You know? <laughs> Everybody's like partying I and doing drugs. You're like, I'll be in the bedroom, guys. Uh, I never, never had it like that until I came out here on that tip. It was like, wow. Man. You were like, let me show you a trick that I learned in jail and the Navy. It's called dick on the cheek. <laughs> and I never put my dick on nobody's cheek. It's, it's Not even in the 80s? 
Never in my life. That, on the girls. No one, the girls. I put the girls. it in their mouth. I never put it on their cheek. <laughs> I'm not playing. I've actually put my dick on the cheek, so I feel I really like I, never I feel put like I played this game. You would. And what was your official title? Uh, well, you were like I was, security. I, or something? I was the head of security. Got it. Did that you, was all a joke, man. Right? Did you know anything about security? Would, no, were you I, I knew parameters? that you better not fuck with my brother. That's all I know. That's all. I, that's all I knew. If you come around and you say anything negative or try to pop anything off, you was getting your ass whipped. And that's not a good uh, template for a security team. <laughs> you know, they gotta be able to make decisions and go. This person right here is not the person you beat up. You know, it's another celebrity. He's just a little drunk. That's what happened. Think about it. What, what, those, what those bodyguards did with Drake and uh, uh, the other guy. The other Chris Brown. Yeah, that wasn't Chris Brown. Got a big gash on his chin and all that. It Poor was, guy. It wasn't man. from Drake. Right. It's from one of the bodyguards. One of the body, his other guy looked at him and did an autopsy. His whole skull flipped yeah. back. That wasn't from Chris Brown. That was the bodyguards, man. So you know, basically, when I seen that go down, I was like, those guys got security that's like their homies or something like that. Some right. dudes. Yeah. And, and that's what's going to happen every time when you got people like that. Yeah, same thing. Those ain't professional. Yeah, you see that. And you saw Tony Parker, basketball player, was there. Right. He, he had a lawsuit now. He's, he's suing the club for $20 million. Mm. Mm-hmm. Club's going to sue Drake. Right, club's yeah. gonna sue Drake's boy for twenty. Minutes. It's like same thing with Rihanna. That wasn't Chris Brown. That was one of his bodyguards. That you're absolutely, <laughs> you're, abso- you're absolutely right. You're gonna. It's That's gonna. Funny. It's gonna be like a. It's it's a cascade. You gotta make a, I think Ice T spoke on that. He's like, you know, you got these dudes, man. That, you know, the only thing they really can do for you is bust somebody's head open. Right now, do you do you want that? Yeah, because well, they will do it for you, man. Yeah, you know? right. They want to be, be useful. Yeah, I've exactly. seen like right. Jay Z's bodyguard is the biggest fucking dude I've ever seen in my life. That big, you ever see the dude? Mm, yeah, Just yeah, a yeah. giant fucking Thor-looking white mm-hmm, dude. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods security, you wouldn't know him except they're just all wearing like black turtlenecks, mm-hmm. and uh, they yeah, no, it's fine. And they're wearing black turtlenecks, and they will. I saw a guy come up to Tiger Woods one time, and one of Tiger Woods and he was like Tiger 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 doesn't look at him one of his security guys just touches the guy on his shoulder on some Vulcan type shit uh-huh. the guy withered a little bit and went Tiger help <laughs> yeah 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 Tiger doesn't look and then the guy just disappeared the, yes literally turned around and ran away and it's one of the things that's like that security no one's getting sued no one's right. getting shit. No one's going right. to look bad. No one's going to look like, motherfucker, the you real test deal. me, motherfucker. They got right. the real deal. So did you fight a lot of people? Of did course, you? man. It's part of you know growing up. Well, no, but did you fight people when you were working security? Yes. And did you get? Did Eddie get sued all the time? Never. How? <laughs> that's I don't I don't know why. I, I really have no answer for that. But I know that it, we stopped doing that before it became you know eventually that's what was going to start happening. You know. The right. guys who was doing stuff like that. I remember one guy, man, we was at the forum. This guy punched his guys, literally punched his face off. Like, it was, <laughs> you understand? Like, he had no, one of them I four don't finger understand. rings. He had the four finger ring, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he hit this guy and it cut his, it separated the cheek. It made it go. Oof, no, no more dicks on the cheek for him. No. It was, shit was flipped back, man. Yeah, man. At the, at the LA forum? At the or LA forum, man. All the guy was trying to do was get an autograph, man. From, From Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. He and really was just like, Mr. Murphy, Mr. Murphy, will you and bang? And that was with us, was one of those guys, you know, that was trying to impress Eddie or whatever. He had muscles rippling from everywhere. He was waiting for something to happen, and he chose that moment to demonstrate his ability. I can't imagine Eddie being into that. No, that's what he got. The guy got fired, but I'm saying, you, you that's what you learn, that you just can't 
hire a guy because he has muscles. You know, he has to right. have a brain. You know? Yeah. And some people hire dudes because they just physically imposing. They may be sensei, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the dude is not trained in the field of security. He's trained in the field of beating people up. It's two different things. Hmm. You know? When did you start thinking like you could, you should write and do all that shit? Oh, the whole time I was doing it. The whole time I was doing it, man. You know, I, was, I was never, uh, you know, that's not, that was never my, my ambition to be, you know, Someone, uh, you know, sentry. Right. <laughs> that was never my. <laughs> that was never one of my ambitions. So I, I was doing that immediately. Man, I was trying to find a way to get you know something else that could be working for me. Definitely. What was the first thing you wrote? The first thing I wrote uh, that got bought was a film called The Peddler, and uh, when I wrote it. I turned it in. I remember I turned it in. They read it, and, they, and they, I was like, so, "So what's up?" And everyone was like, "We we agree. This is re really nice, but um, we're not trying to do a movie like this." The movie was uh, the Nicky Barnes story. Got it. Which when I when I tried to get it done was when Beverly Hills Cop One had just came come out, and there was no the town wasn't leaning. They wasn't even thinking about making movies like that at that point. You know, uh, if you think about it, at that point there were no black gangster movies made. It was uh, Beverly Hills Cop and Richard Pryor movies. You know, everything right. was, you know, the funny black dude or whatever. It wasn't right. real gangster films being done, done for a while. That's the thing. What was it like from the inside out? Because it was, there was no, it was like Richard, Richard made shitty movies, basically. You know what I mean? Like, there had been no great, well, like, Eddie was the first really great. This is what really you got to understand great. about any of that is that black people are in movies they don't make movies right just only now are, are we do we have like Tyler Perry's and, and, and guys like that but it's only one it's right. not like 15 Tyler Perry's it's one Tyler Perry well, you know what I'm saying so for, for, the, for the most part when you see a black person in a movie they're in the movies they're not making it right right you know that's and some did, bullshit right there but Eddie was, you guys were kind of making movies I mean it was like he was getting shit greenlit I mean he was saying I want to do this and then it would sort of go from there right yeah, that's that's I've seen it happen with him. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, for the most part, when you see a black person in the movie, you know, they're in it. What was the first good black gangster movie? Was it Boys in the Hood? It was like the proper first good one. The first good one oh, to me. Uh, Boys in the Hood came out before New Jack, didn't it? Uh, New Jack came out summer of '91. How do you know that? Because I just got a good memory. That's incredible. Sure. I'm pretty sure that's right. Both of those were excellent. You know? Yeah, they were both good excellent. movies. What about Colors? Colors was good, but it wasn't from a it wasn't from a black perspective. Colors, it was from a white was perspective. Colors good. Colors. Uh, was I'm gonna great. tell you what was good about Colors. I loved Colors. The song at the end. Ice that's our T, 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 yeah. T song. Yeah, that's a great. That's song. what made the movie a hit. I thought. If you I, ask me, the, that I song agree. at the end is what made because at the end it was Colors. Colors. Like, like getting ready to get up. And I am a nightmare like, walker. Psychopath talker. And that's what, yeah, that's King what of the jungle. I loved that. But it was also Robert Duvall and Sean Penn. I mean, it was. But it's basically like a white. It's. I'm sure it's white guys on screen like most of the time. Whereas well, Boys it was in the a, Hood is like just black people. Right. It, New Jack City. Boys in the Hood educated people. me, man. You know, I used to have had the wrong. There you go. This was under the closing credits. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I had never that whole. That shit's oh, funny. Yeah, that's creepy. You guys were never really into the, into, like, Eddie was never that hip-hop. You were more hip-hop, Never, right? yeah, yeah, just me, man, yeah. Uh, and would you guys go back and forth about that? He just was, oh, yeah, he just he thought did. it was crass or something? It wasn't just him. It was a lot of people, you know, from his generation felt that way. 
You're, but isn't he younger than you though? Yeah, yeah. But the, psycho, but, psychologically, but psychologically, there's a lot of them that felt that you know uh, this is temporary, right? You know, I ain't gonna mention no names. They think they, I'm not gonna make them seem uncool now. Who <laughs> were sitting? Quite a few of them that was on some. <laughs> <laughs> you really think all this poem telling is gonna stick around? <laughs> yeah, okay. Poem telling, huh? Yeah. Go look at poem telling. Jay Z owns basketball teams and all that stuff now. You know. Yeah. Some of these people that were saying poem telling, uh, they don't own anything. New Jack City yeah. came out four right. months before Boys in the Hood. Both so came out so in well, yeah, so it was really 91. close. Really close. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. thought Colors was incredible. Uh, New Jack City. Who's the black guy? I remember. No, Damon, it's not from Damon a it's Dwayne not from a black perspective. At the beginning, it's not it. from a black perspective. It's from it's from the cops' perspective, and it's about gangs. Right. So it was like the first right. street shit, but it wasn't about with a with a protagonist that was from this from that world. Boys in the Hood, New no Jack City, shit. and Deep Cover is an incredible movie. Also, is Deep Cover good? I just said as a it movie, it is good. I'm just I'm, deep cover. Well, deep that cover. doesn't mean it's final. <laughs> no, I'm just, asking, I'm just putting deep it cover, up. To the, deep cover. There's Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good movie. So good. Yeah, the one with Snoop Dogg. Clarence so. Williams. Yeah. Right, murder was the too, case. Right? That wasn't murder. Was the case. He had another rapper on that deep cover joint. Deep one cover. Eight, yeah. Yeah, that was that the was song. The, yeah, yeah, that was a hot movie. Yeah. yeah, that was good. That was actually the first time anyone heard from Snoop Doggy Dog. That was yeah, his that debut. Right. That is true. Also, have you Back listened? Back when Snoop used to lick at the ground when he rapped. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Uh, do you have you listened to Doggy Style recently? It's so the best album. It's so fucking good. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It's he, like he'd been consistent he for a long so time. He had so many man. rhymes. He was doing mm. like thirty-two bar verses because he had so many fucking rhymes. That's it's yeah. crazy. That album is the album of my teen of my childhood. That is the mm-hmm. quintessential mm-hmm. more than the Chronic actually because I listened to the Chronic, but I was I was pretty young. I was like probably like thirteen, fourteen, when, and then. Doggy Style was when I was in the height of my 15-year-old, 16-year-old time. And then that was my quintessential album of my youth. He he got his security together. Hell yeah. Because he, yeah, he went through the same thing. I'm telling you, yeah. man. It's a, it's a, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's just something that happens. Cause you, if, you, if you come from somewhere and you, you don't have anything, and all of a sudden your art brings you uh, riches or whatever, your friends that was there before the money came, are you still you're, you're more familiar with them than the you, you are with this new world? Yeah. yeah. Will you explain right. the idea? Because you know? white people can be very right. derisive about yeah. like, oh, he came with a posse. No, right. explain he, 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 the posse to people because it's those it's are the people valid. I'm comfortable with, man. Yeah. I know these people. Yeah. You know this new attention and the money and all that. That's new. Right. But the, the people who I feel comfortable with are the ones that that you don't know, but they were with me before all this came. So to make themselves feel comfortable, they bring their world with them into this new world, and there's going to be adjustments made. Like you know, you can't be socking people in the face and all this other stuff like you do you know in another environment because over here people got lawyers and yeah pick the phone up and press charges and all that you know in the hood you know people get knocked out they don't necessarily go home and call the cops right. don't go knock somebody out on rodeo drive and see if the cops ain't getting called you know <laughs> they're not gonna handle it's it a whole different thing going down you might scrap it out with your neighbor or whatever and it's just it's, it's all said and done no cops involved at all but you go outside of that environment, it's going to definitely be cops involved. Did you find yourself changing in that environment? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm calling the cops, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's but you'd also been through the military, I'm going to tell you why too. I'm calling the cops. It's not because I'm afraid. It's because I, I'd rather be the one calling them. Because somebody's calling them. Right. You know, and it, it, I'd rather for it to be me. I'm the one and that then for you to call them, and then they get there, and they listen to your story first, you know? Yeah. Did you find that you... 
like going from the Navy to having a job and then being around Hollywood, did you find yourself changing personally, not just fighting shit? Did you find yourself like getting full of yourself or getting like forming? No, bad man, habits? just found myself. What I, what I what I've noticed about me is that I can think of uh, at least five or six distinct different environments that I lived in, uh, and and in all of those environments. Uh, I excel in even the negative ones. You know what I mean? Like when I was in jail, it wasn't it wasn't like really a punishment. All my friends was in there with me. <laughs> we was doing the same things the people that we was doing on the streets and in there. You was, was like clicked up in there and all that. I didn't, I wasn't hungry while I was in there. I had food. No, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, but I knew I didn't want to be in that environment. You know what I'm saying? Right. I got out of it. When I went to the military, uh, it, it was it was it was a uh, <coughs> challenge. But again. In four years, I was I, less than four years. I was an E five. Once you make E five, things get pretty easy for you. It's not, you know you become more of a management type person than the actual hands on dude. So you know, uh, I got to that point in my uh, naval career real quick. So you know, I, I did well in there. And right. then when I came out the military and came into the the, the, the Hollywood uh, environment, uh, I had success there too. So what are you lousy at? What am I lousy at? Um, I don't know, man. Ping pong. I don't. I don't really. No, nah, I'm not lousy at ping pong. <laughs> I don't really. Finish I don't really. Ball. I don't really. I don't really focus on what I'm lousy at because it's obviously something I don't do a lot. Uh -huh. You know. Yeah. In your fucking face. No, I mean you know? anything you try, you pretty much excel yeah. at. And when I meet chicks and they try to focus on what I'm lousy at, that's a death knell for them. Can you tell me yeah. about the what was the thing you told me? The three o'clock diss. The three o'clock diss. Eddie would have a girl over to the house, and she'd stay the night, and then at, like, around 3 o'clock, he would go upstairs, and a security It would have to be something wrong. It wasn't just like that would happen to anybody. Zero tolerance for BS, man. As soon as you try to play one of those cards, you know, that you play with, with Joe Blow. Oh, he Eddie would disappear, and then a security yeah. guy would come down and be like... Tapping on the shoulders. Would you come with me, please? Tiger, Tiger, help me. Would you come with me, please? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Where are we going? Uh, is there a limo waiting, out, limo waiting outside for you? Limo? My, my clothes. Your, your bags are already in the car. <laughs> uh, you told me a story one time yeah. about the get time. Out. Get out. Try, the to get, try to play games. Or something. The yeah. time. Uh, didn't you say something about Eddie had a, he got Jimi Hendrix's vest or some shit? Oh, yeah, man. It looked like a child was wearing that vest. That vest it must have shrunk up from, you know, from the years. Tell the that. story. All right, so... <laughs> What story are you talking about? When was, he nope. was looking at the best yeah, thing. Yeah, put yeah, it on yeah, yeah. This is fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, we was all we was all in the room, you know, and it was uh, I call it a, a like an ass kissing session. You know what I'm saying? You get around a certain level of star, and you see people like really go out of their way to, to kiss ass, man. It really bothers me, you know. So we was in the room, and this, this little teeny bass is in this glass case. I mean, it looked like Webster would have a hard time. <laughs> And he you looked at the vest. Him. Yeah, he looked at the vest and said, "Yeah, that vest is flat. I'll rock, rock that vest." And so I say, yes, not, "There's no way you can wear, rock that vest. Your son can't even rock that vest." And then it was the brown nose in the room. I was like, "I, I think you can fit it. Like, like take it out and put it on." This, yeah. this is Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix Jimmy vest Hendrix's from like vest. Woodstock or something. Ed was like, well, "I could probably bring that back in style." I was like, "You're not bringing that back in style." Invest is uh, not for you, man. <laughs> See that? And then there's somebody else going, I think you can pull it off. And I'm going, 
That's the devil talking to you right there. <laughs> you and him can yeah. kiss my ass. Trying to, trying to, you know, appeal to your sense of uh, your, your vainness or whatever. I'm going to tell you, oh, yes, you can do whatever you want. It's like nobody needs people around them that tells them bullshit like that. And if you are happen to be a um, celebrated person, someone who gets a lot of adulation or whatever, what I found is that, you know, it's healthy to just cut those type of people away, you know, when they, when they show up. Because they're not ever going to tell you the truth. Right. It's going to always be some sunshine. But it, people that are doing that are doing it because they're trying to rock you to sleep, ultimately. That's the only way, reason why every time I talk to you, it's always one tone. Like, yeah, you're the greatest, you're the best, blah, 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 blah. It's because you wanted me to, you know, at one point just become dependent on that right. from you. And then that's when you can, you know, do something to go in my pocket or whatever. You right. Take advantage. I of say it. celebrities are like the ultimate pretty girl. You know how pretty girls. It's just like everybody, being a pretty girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. the ultimate, like everybody yeah. always says, "Oh, let me hold the door for you." Oh, you want me to buy dinner? But a celebrity's like a thousand percent more than that. Just yeah. people on the day. And it's yeah. like your 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 prettiness. It's the same makes, goal too. What do you want to do to a pretty girl? You want to fuck her? Yeah. Right? It's the same thing with celebrities. They want to fuck you. Too. And did you, was, did that yeah. create static with you and Eddie? No. I mean, but like, like celebrity, celebrity. Crazy. No, no, not you, but the people around. When you're, when you're the sometime one going, back then, yeah, when you're the one going, yo, don't put. Because didn't he put the vest right. on? No, no. Because everybody's that. a human. Oh, okay. vest is yeah. inside of a. Uh, it's, it's in, he bought it. It's, it's, it's in a display case. Yeah, because oh, got it. Because every it's human, everybody's a human being, and so at a, and they their egos start to puff up. Everybody's going, you're the shit, you're the shit, you're the shit. And if one person's going like, you're just a, uh, you're a regular dude. Yeah, it's like, and, and I'll say awful. this part too. I think it was obvious to him that he couldn't wear that vest. Okay, <laughs> just the fact that he said that, and he had someone else. It was almost like when uh, in a uh, Conan, when James L. Jones said, "Power." I'll show you power. <laughs> Come to me, my child. And this woman jumped off a cliff. Remember that? And he said, yeah. that is power. You know, that, he was really getting off on his own ego. He committed, made his girl commit suicide to show someone else how powerful he was. Right. So I think that, you know, certain levels of, of celebrity or whatever, those things happen where they, they may suggest something to a person to basically to allow you to make a fool of yourself. Right. Because you are kissing ass. Watch that. Watch my ass kisses. Watch this. Don't that best look good? Yeah, that best <laughs> looks great. You know, you put that best Damn on the whole country wearing that best. And they could be getting off on that, laughing at you, but they still do that, you know? Yeah. Right. And then when, would you get, would they, wouldn't they, would they get mad at you for like, hey, try that Nobody never showed me names, man. You know, I think I was calling them, calling them on the real. Like, you know, how could you get mad? You know, right. what you're saying is bullshit, you know? So you know it and I know it. Just that I, I illuminated, you know? Right. Great. On some real shit? <laughs> always, was always on some real shit. You know, me and my brother Vern was always told, you know, you two guys always come around and rain on my parade. I'm tired of your rainmakers being in my forest. Because we'll come tell the ass kids are quick. This guy right here is no good. Oh, you would say that to and, Eddie? And I can, you know why I'm talking about this now? I'm openly talking about it because we, we both know that we was 100% right. You and Vern? 100% right about everyone we ever called that. Yes, those niggas are all gone. They bums. Everything I said they was. Every last one of them. And does Eddie know that? Yeah, he knows that, does, man. Do you guys joke about it? Of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, Everybody had their moment. You, you come around and they, 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 he's a new face around or the new whatever, and he's, you know, he's a different energy. And then you get to know him and you realize the energy is uh, it's not good. 
You understand? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's all designed to take advantage and manipulate so that this person can get whatever they came to get, you know, prosper in whatever way they're trying to prosper in. Yeah, it's funny. You know? Like, people hate admitting that they don't act normal around celebrities. It, they, it's impossible. It, exactly. It's fucking impossible to act normal around celebrities. At mm. what level? At, because at, it at, does diff- it does change. Like, if it's a comedian, it'll be different for me. I agree. Than if, if it's, it's a comedian, a- that's... I, I, Eddie's the most famous comedian I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty close to normal, but not all the way. But I don't think I'd be I normal. I can't be. I don't think... I'm, when people come to the champs... That that's my equalizer. I feel right. like everything's normal. Do you ever like swing the other way and try to be like super like? Well, that's the yeah, that's anti the thing people like do. People do right. that. And then you feel like, weird for doing that. They try to be insulting, and like oh, they go so out of their way to show you that I'm not impressed by you, and and then doing that they insult you. Right. They're trying right, hard right. to be and normal. And in doing that, you're you're acting out of yourself when you go out of your way to show that you're not in, when you are impressed. Okay. So if you right. are, that's the truth. You are impressed. So w- when you g- try to go out of your way to say you're not. And in doing that, you're insulting the person. You know, I've right. had people stand five feet away from you and, and and act like they don't know who you are, but they're saying your name right yeah, loud right. enough for right. you to hear. Yeah, you know, to the other person. And then they gotta watch TV. Like, I, mean, I ain't impressed about you. that. That goes on. Yeah. But you must oh, have. No, we, I ain't you heard must of have, that bitch. You must have seen it in your own life. Even people that you've known, as you as your star starts to rise, even the littlest bit, people you've known from your past, if you're not super close with them, they you can watch their energy start to pull away from you, and them start to act weird around you. Right. And you've known them from before right. everything, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, why are we only talking about comedy, my comedy career, all the time, or why? Like, well, that's a jealousy thing, or, or something. It's that's some how weird... special you are to me, and that's how much I love you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I would say that you guys are. You, I mean, at this point, it seems like there's enough normalcy. Oh around. yeah, it's very normal, man. Your kids make it normal, right? Because they're not, you know, they're not kissing not, your ass. They're not kissing nobody's ass, right? So they make it normal. They keep it real. It, 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 it brings you right back to the, you know, the basics. The kids bring you right back because uh, my kids actually don't like. Uh, the intrusion, you know, you go to a restaurant or whatever, you know, it's gonna people want to notice you, they want to come over, they want to interact with you, and and the kids are who makes you aware of the fact that that's like, hey man, this is my moment, and I don't really want this person to be a part of it, right? Know? But because you do what you do, right, <laughs> it it incites that, you know, it's gonna happen. What you should do is get a big, I have a baby, a big posse of young kids. To do security for you. Big, nah, thick, without, with, with me, man, I, I have to be uh, just the way I am, accessible, uh, approachable, all of that, you know, because I'm not in a position to be uh, uh, distant or, you know, like, I don't want to, to talk to you right now. I, I don't have enough money to do that. So, oh, yeah, and when you start acting like seven. that, you should have enough money to quit the game. And also, you're okay. almost like famous for being a funny, right? Tough dude, friendly guy. But also, but tough also, guy. But I'm friendly to him. I'm a very friendly. Yes, very but also like your the Rick James shit is based on you fighting. You know what I mean? Like the the like it's based on a, f- a fighting, like <laughs> a fighting people, relationship. Yeah, like it's so fighting people, but loving relationship. Right. So people think yeah. of you as that's like their their biggest intro to you. It's right. just like vi- Charlie will be violent. Possibly. Oh, well, Possibly. are you comfortable talking about the uh, the show that you did where you ripped the check out? Yeah, man. Tell what about happened? Whatever, man. What happened? What happened was that I went out and it was a strikeout. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Love it. It was a strikeout. Now, what happened at, at that show was um, it, that was at a college, uh, Grambling University, and uh, the audience was, you know, for, for one, when you do a college, for me anyway, uh, since I've been doing comedy, I had kids older than college students. I'm 52 years old now. So when I did that Unbelievable. show. Unbelievable. Yeah, when I did that show, uh, I'm not going to talk about things in the way that a uh, 27-year-old man is going to. We maybe right. talk Black about the same thing. But Black I'm not going to talk indeed. about it the way you're going to talk about right. it. Right. And uh, I really think that audience was expecting uh, more of a clownish type performer. They never seen me before. They seen the Chappelle show sketch. They never seen right. me do stand up. And if you have you ever come to my show, I talk to people like they're grown. These are a bunch of wild kids. And I had done uh, over 100 colleges before that. Mm -hmm. Never had a problem. Always had that fear, though, like, what if these kids are too young right. to grasp something? Like, for instance, if I'm talking about uh, my relationship with my daughter, okay, that's not something that's going to go over well in a college crowd because they don't have kids. Right. So what what are you talking about? You understand? You have to change certain things. You can't you, certain things that are not a part of that person's life yet are not really going to resonate with them. I know that. Okay. No, no, no. He don't need no help. He's already been served. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know that. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's what made me make a decision. I had done like 100 shows in, at, at, at other, other colleges. I went to Yale, Purdue, Princeton, all these big schools and had great success. But then that night when I went around these guys, they showed me the peril, the danger of playing schools that you may run into the, a group of kids that are kids, for real. Yeah. They're immature, okay? <coughs> the people that was in that room didn't pay to get in. You know why? They can't pay to get in. They live off their mother. You know what I'm saying? They're in there. It's being. They, I'm being paid, but the people in that room and that they didn't pay to get in. It's just something to do, and and you that leads to an unruly audience. And you're you're not at a uh, professional spot. You're on the campus, so all of that led me to go. Okay, wait a minute. This is uh something that's out of out of my control. But in my Charlie Murphy fashion, if you say fuck me, then it's fuck you too. Point blank, and that's what they were saying to me. Shut so, the fuck. You know, I gave up. them their thirty thousand dollars back. Oh, no, know, that's the part. Because I want them to understand something: that that's more money than anybody that was in that audience that was booing me will make in the next five years. Okay, <laughs> while you're still in college, I gave them their money back, and that was just one check. The next day, I went to the House of Blues in Las Vegas, got a standing ovation, and another check for thirty thousand, and we kept it moving. The next day, we went to the University of Southern Florida, got another standing ovation, and another. Check for thirty thousand, which I also kept, and y'all could keep the thirty grand I gave you and go take some elocution classes, you fucking bum ass niggas. <laughs> yeah, I knew this was gonna be a so, so I guess we <laughs> I guess we know your exact All asking right. price. We know we know your price. That's not my exact asking price. That, that was what I was getting to do those schools. Don't get it twisted, man. That was you school money. That was school money for one show. Okay. You know why I'm saying that, man, because you know, after that took place, it was just like uh, it went viral on on Twitter, and uh, and you know, I, whenever I did black radio, somebody would bring it up, you know, like like that, like that was the end of me. Like, oh, you, we all heard what happened to you, and I'm like, well, if you want to talk about what happened that night, talk about all the nights that led up to that night where yeah, nothing put happened. Context. Put it in context. Talk about all the other schools that I went to where I had no problem before and after that. Oh, okay, because. 
that happened now a little while ago, and and I've done just as many shows since then that I probably had done before that year, and not just in the U.S. You know, I've been all over the world doing it. So if I found the one place in the world where I could step in shit, well, I know not to go step over there no more. You know, it's that simple. Oh, I like them greenbacks. I like them greenbacks. That's right. I'll tell you the only thing that comics were saying, uh, nobody, I never heard anybody say anything like, how could, that's that's the end of him because everybody's had a fucking sh- eating a shit sandwich. I'm talking about the, the the flow on Twitter. That's what it was like. Right, no. Oh no. my God, he yeah. got booed. Oh, wow. It's like, right. yo, man, listen. No, but every- This is another dynamic of that that people don't take into consideration with me as a stand-up comedian. Every stand-up comedian that you can name developed in the dark. What I mean by that is by the time you heard his right. name, he had his feet up underneath him. He knew what he was doing. Right. Okay? I didn't have that opportunity. The first time I went on stage, I was Charlie Murphy, the guy from Chappelle's show. Oh, uh, let's get it cracking, Charlie. Yeah. Okay? And I'm still here. So uh, whatever false steps I took on the journey, I was able to recover from them. That's no, my point. No, I'm saying- Get up off Twitter. The only thing I heard any comic saying was, damn- <sighs> I would have fucking. I would have just found a way to finish the set and take that thirty thousand dollars. It was like that was the well, old, you know, literally the, nobody was talking shit. Everybody was just like, I don't know. I would have just kept going. I would have got. Yeah, but those are probably people that wasn't going to be working the next day for thirty thousand dollars. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's yeah, another, that's, that's exactly that was the right. whole. The whole thing in the exercise was look, man. I know who I am. I know what I do. And if you don't like it, here's your money back because there's so many other people with, with more money. Right. And I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have people jumping over chairs and speaking in English that I don't understand. You know, their own dialect. I, none of that's going to go <laughs> over. They have their own dialect? Yeah, Right. Man. Just poems on beats, I've been all over the state of Louisiana. Yeah. I got Mad Love in Shreveport, New Orleans, all over Louisiana. But when I went on that, on that campus, I met with all of the what kind, what, dumbest Grambling? people in New Orleans was at, at a university. It was Grambling? Yeah, Grambling, yeah. Bum-ass motherfuckers. They're bum-ass motherfuckers. If you're not a grown man or a grown woman... You may not like my show, and I, I don't have no problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I wasn't here. I didn't get into the game to entertain children anyway. Speaking you know of saying? grown women, you used to use a pickup line. What's that, that? Where you would say, "You strike me as a very spontaneous person." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I used to run that one. Yeah, yeah. Please yeah. tell the listeners that because that's one of my favorite pickup lines of all time. That's a, that's a very good. Pickup it works line. when the girls drinking though. You know, you have a few drinks with it, and you start, you know. Innuendo, and then you just go hard. You have to make eye contact. You strike me as a very spontaneous person, and blah blah blah, and you identify yourself as one. Don't, didn't you and say? And if they if they go let you get past that first hurdle, and that's wide open, and start talking about, let's go to the room right now. Without you actually being, you know, saying I want some pussy right now, you seem to be a very spontaneous person. Blah. blah, blah. They'll start talking about, yes, I like to do this and that, and blah 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 blah, and it leads them right down the path to, well, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> You all really believe this? I, you told me the line was, they, I've heard that spont- spontaneity is a sign of intelligence, and you strike me as a very intelligent person. Oh, my God. There's so many levels of that, subterfuge. You know how many <laughs> so dumb good. bitches went for that line? Oh, God. They want you to tell them they're intelligent. They want you to tell them that. But see, as I've grown up, man, I've also, I've also like grown to have a distaste for dumb bitches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You don't, it's no glory in that, man. You, so what? You scored on, you know, an idiot. It's just, yeah, it's, it literally so is like scoring on. It on a moron. Like, you feel like you took advantage of somebody. Yeah. This person is a, is a moron. I'm feels not supposed like to be running in the Special Olympics or something. Yeah, like I'm not supposed won, to be doing this. Damn, I hate a shy bitch. 
Uh, what did when you, you go? I wouldn't be even getting this pussy if she if she was if I was as dumb as her. <laughs> I wouldn't have been smart enough to get. <laughs> the only reason why Trust I'm getting me, it is man. because Trust I'm smarter me. than you. It's like that's not a good feeling. Well, long term it's not, but in that in that moment. Oh yeah, after the bar, it's great, man. <laughs> uh, where are you with uh, with girls right now? Oh man, I'm gonna be honest, man. I just had a. Uh, I just had this one chick that I, I kind of like, you know what I'm saying? But I got kids too, so if if I get into a relationship with somebody, you know, I start liking them or whatever, it can't just be that, it, uh, that I get along with you. You have, you have to get along with my kids too, because you know my kids lost their mom. You have to be able to get along with them, and then I start looking at things like uh, your your parenting skills and all of that. You know, it's not just you're dating me, you know. So this last one, we ran into some 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 uh, <clears throat> some uh, obstacles. In areas like that, you know, like, for instance, if you've been married to somebody for 25 years or whatever it was, 20 years, and you wake up in the morning with them, and you wake up and look over at their face, and they have, they look angry, you really, you really want to know what's wrong. Like, what's wrong with you, white? What's going on? And if, if they, even if they said nothing, you you, you figure, well, they're going to eventually get around and tell me what was bothering them. But if I don't know you that well, and you're waking up like that, Maybe I'm thinking maybe you might stab me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why is your face like that? I don't know you that well. But for, the, for you to go nothing, and you have this twisted look on your face, and I say, so you're telling me that right now you're relaxed? Yes. Okay, now I'm now I'm going to break it down different. You just told me you was relaxed, and when I met you, you was pretty. Right now you're ugly. Now you're comfortable, and you're being yourself, but you're ugly. So that's the real you I'm looking at right now. Right. Not your mask. Thanks for showing me that. Now get your shit on and get the fuck out of here. There's a limo waiting outside yeah, for you. There's a limo waiting outside. <laughs> your clothes are already in the back seat. <laughs> exactly. There's a dick on your cheek. Please exit. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, and did, so what do you what's the what are like the top five dumbest things you've done in your life? So what? <laughs> top like five that. dumbest things you've ever done in your life. I like that question. Dumbest things? Yeah. Uh one of them was joining the King Pythons. <laughs> <laughs> he has regrets to this day. Yeah, that was that was dumb. Uh, another one was uh, dumbest things, right? Another one was when going to jail. That was dumb, you know. Uh, and, and going there and being comfortable there, like not, not realizing that this is the beginning of a life of woe. If you get get out, you really thrived in jail. Yeah, that was dumb though. Ignorant. Uh, uh, another dumb thing was. Uh, Bursting into my brother's house with a machine gun. <laughs> Please tell, that tell that story. <laughs> Go ahead and tell that story. That was dumb. You tell the, Will you tell that story, please? Yeah, my brother used to be this guy that worked for my brother. And uh, and what happened was, uh, his name was Rashawn or whatever. What happened was, um, you know, we was at a restaurant and uh, they, was, they were laughing and I didn't know what they was laughing about. And at the time I owned a gun. That's why I got. If you don't, if you don't have to have a gun, get rid of it. I owned a gun just because they were laughing, and I thought they uh, they were laughing at me. Uh, I went and got the gun. Oh, you think that I, you're laughing at me? <laughs> I'll show you too, power. I had a machine gun and burst into the crib with a machine gun. Who's laughing now? All of that went down. Yeah. What, what did they stupid. do? Did you put you put the gun on Rashawn? Yeah. I, oh man, what? The, the full Monty, man. What? Crazy. What did they do? I didn't shoot it. Now. No, I know, but what were they doing? Just freaking out? They did what they do when you see a machine gun. They got <laughs> the fuck out the room. Man. That did anything. <laughs>
you came in like who who the fuck uh, was laughing at me that kind of thing yeah it was really ignorant man and eddie i believe said charlie this, this is not a movie <laughs> that's what he said yeah, yeah, it's not a movie charlie this dan right is not a movie <laughs> i love that shit. it was real but i'm gonna tell you something man that's the reason why long story short why i got rid of guns and you know Getting mad, you know, I'm sure that me and that guy, we're cool now because, you know, we've seen each other since then or whatever. Uh, I would have regretted it if I would have did that. And I also would have um, grown to feel the same way I feel right now. It was some dumb shit. And just imagine me right now in Roarway going, you're in here because someone laughed at you. Wow. Yeah. I think you know what I'm saying? You're in here because mm. someone laughed at you. That would never, you know. Do you think would, everybody in prison feels that way? I think about I that think all the time. I think they all have that moment. Yeah. And you're in here because your girl told you you had a small penis. Right. Yeah, Some you, you, dude stepped yeah. on your shoes. You're or, in here because yeah. somebody stepped on your new blue shoes. Yeah, you're in here forever because you lost control, you know, and flipped out and did something to somebody on in this name of being tough or macho or whatever, and now you have to pay a price. And there's a and, and there's yeah. a part of them that wants to lose control. They like the idea. But I think all men are hardwired to lose control, and that's why we have that word self-control, and people get rewarded for, uh, you know, uh, demonstrating it, you know, and then we have jail for those who demonstrate the lack of it. Right. Know? Jerry Sandusky right now is like, you're yeah. in here just because you wanted a rough, right, yeah. rough house and a shower. Because you want to lather up those young lads. <laughs> uh, number of soap, motherfucker. Number four and five dumbest things you've ever done? Uh, dumbest things? Uh, one of the, another one was uh, going down to Atlantic City with a man in a wheelchair in a boat without check, testing the weather, checking the weather first. It was his boat, he was in a wheelchair, and I'm on a boat with him, and I thought he was gonna drown that day, because we, we didn't check the weather. Where do you leave from? From from Jersey. From, you know, we went from like the Hudson River, we was gonna go down to Atlantic City, we didn't check the weather, and it almost turned into a tragedy, yeah. That was dumb. And he was in a wheelchair? Yeah, so he that's, couldn't that's what help. went through my mind, like what are you doing here right now? This man is the captain of the ship, and he can't walk, and you're by, your, he knows everything about navigation and all this other stuff. Not you. <laughs> you can swim, but you're too far away to swim back. Right. What are you doing here? And he didn't check the weather. That was what he was supposed to do, but he didn't because he's he was he was not on top of his game. And now you're with him. All that went through my mind, but we we worked out for us. We got you know. We you landed. In. Yeah, we got in, but it was very scary, man. Very, very, very scary. So Did I think that was the fourth dumbest thing. <laughs> That was real dumb. And another another thing. Would it have made a difference if he wasn't in a wheelchair? I think him being in a wheelchair in that situation made it really hard for him. Made you feel made like psychologically. Worse? I had two situations with that guy. Another one was me and he and I were trapped in the elevator together. <laughs> and you know how in the like movie, bad luck. You know how in the movies you have to slap somebody because they're hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I had to power slap him in the elevators. Me and him in the You elevator. had to power slap him? Elevator, an elevator designed for two people standing up. So that means I was literally like on his, like my feet was, the chair was between my feet. And he says, is this if you're gonna die, Troop, we're gonna die. He started fl flipping out. I wanna call my wife. We're gonna die, I smell smoke. And I was like, look man, stop talking Where about Where were you? In Eddie's house in the elevator. It's, not even a real elevator. <laughs> Not even a real elevator. An elevator in somebody's house, man. Hey, you smell smoke? I smell <laughs> smoke, Troop. I smell smoke. Is, we getting ready to die, Troop. They called you Troop? Troop. He calls everybody Troop. Got it. And I had to slap him. It really works, man. With your dick? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> On the cheek? <laughs> and how long, did you, how long were you trapped for? 
Oh, uh, wow, for like six hours. No shit. Were you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the fire department had to cut the sh- top of the elevator off and all that to get us out. Did you did you did you get out first? Yes. You know what's the worst part about that was that the elevator was it was just enough space above the elevator where you could see people whose feet walking past. Oh, that's and I heard them playing ping pong. Wow, I gotta eat. That's ping funny. pong while I'm stuck in this elevator with a hysterical man in a wheelchair. And you really? know you're so good at ping pong. You gotta get out there and play. <laughs> Must have been galling to know that you could have been the champ. Uh, that's my game right uh, there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and fifth dumbest thing. Fifth dumbest thing was uh, it had to be when um, that girl bust me in the face with the bottle. I was laying down with my eyes closed. <laughs> I love how you tell these stories. Like, well, it had you all know this story. <laughs> I was laying. You see the scar I got right here, right? Look. See? Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, see that? I was laying down. You said, "Wow!" Like my face is bleeding. But <laughs> no, because it's uh, and uh, you can't see it at all till you point out. It's a that's a yeah. tough guy. Scar. Is that new? That's always been there since you, you knew me. All right. Uh, I, what happened was I was laying down. And I was insulting the girl, and I had my eyes closed. You were just laying back, <laughs> pimp style, insulting <laughs> someone. Near, you stinking ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I just thought the bottle hit me, and that was it. You know. Jumped up, the girl locked me in the basement and ran away. And I was like, I'll get you soon. <laughs> oh, what's this on my face? Oh, shit. Blood was pouring all out. Yeah. So that had to be done. I, I was like, you were locked say, in a basement with a busted open to the white meat face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where in who in where was this? In your that house? That was in Hempstead, Long Island, man. On Half Court. I remember the street and everything. There How'd you house, get out? House? I had to bust through the basement window and climb out. And then run back to my mother's house. I remember my mother opened the door and see my face busted white meat. She was very calm. She said, come on in. Clean my face up. And then said, now get back out. <laughs> <laughs> How old don't, were you? Don't get stitches in my keloid. How old were you? 17. 17. Did you That's not keloid. That's the kind of kid I was, man. If my son came home with his face busted white meat, I would lose, be hysterical. My mother was real. I had put us through so much by then. She was like, eh. This was gonna happen, bound to happen in sooner or later. Now, she, whole, you think you put, she put th- you guys through stuff? I put my mom through oh, so you much, put you know, that when I came back like that, you know, they had, it's just like when I'm, I'm going through with one of my kids. It's like, yo, man, if, if you don't, if you don't do what I advise you to do, and you choose another route, then whatever the outcome of that route is, you got to live with that, and you can't bring it back to me and act like uh, get me out of this because I didn't get you into it. What route? Is I it gave you. you. I'm just saying. I tell my kids that. Right. You know, if, if you if you choose to do another plan other than the one that I'm advising you, then because you're an adult, you know, I, you have the right to do that. But if it doesn't work, don't come back to me for counsel on your failure because I could help you if you try to do something that I'm aware or that I'm familiar with, something that I gave you advice to do, and it don't work. Yeah, I could help you with that, but we wouldn't do some alien stuff. Come at, oh, this is not working. Well, I don't know what to tell you, son. Whatever, wherever you ended up from that, you know, now you have to eat that because that's one of the perils of being an adult. You get to make your own decision. Being a parent, <laughs> it's like how do you decide when to help and when you – I mean, when you well, have an adult kid. How do you decide that? When, yeah. you, when, you, when you start equating it to, you know, taking care of a grown-up. Right. Do you see more as like if one of your boys did this? How would you? Is that a boy? Is a grown man? No. If one of your friends, like if Donnell did it or something, would you be like, I don't give a fuck? Is it like you give yeah, an it would adult be just child like, status slightly if, above if, if, a if male If I was getting a phone call and said Donnell Rollins is locked up, I would be sad, but I wouldn't be like, I have to get down there and get him out. Huh. I would be like, he's a grown man. He, he, whatever he did, you know, uh, 
is on him, man. He brought that to himself. So you hear that, Donnell? Charlie would not bail you out. No, nah, I wouldn't. I would bail out. nobody out. <laughs> you ain't so, gonna have to bail me out, so I ain't gonna worry about me bailing you out. You know, you bail somebody out, they could take a jump bail, man, and your money's gone. That is true. Yeah. It's not bailing nobody bail out or lend, lending money either. The whole bail system is actually kind of absurd to me. Uh, that it's a deposit. Yeah, it's just like ridiculous. Someone's person. It's literally because they it's can't a set keep... up so they can own your house and yeah. have that person as well. You know that thing about this new student loan law that even if you declare bankruptcy, you can't get out of paying your student loans. You can declare bankruptcy, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll erase all your debt except, except your debt. student." Except but it's all good. Banks are your friends, guys. So yep. go ahead and. Mm. Uh, all right, Murph. So uh, we got to wrap it up. But um, anything, anything? I told you a lot of. Close uh, personal stories that no one ever heard before. Let's, what was the re- let's do a recap on so some of the stuff exclusive. we touched on. Yeah, what do we go? King we got Python. Dick on the Cheek. Dick Python, Dick Rocky, Rocky drinking Thunderbird. Rocky Duff, Duffy drinking Thunderbird. That's a lot of good stuff. Uh, Jesse Helms. We, we got, got Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond. We got Beirut. Ta- Root. Talking shit with Beirut. Charlie Murphy talking in jail. Talking shit with Charlie Murphy in jail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, writing letters home for people in jail that couldn't couldn't spell. It was a get in, get out. <laughs> we had get in, get out, don't kilo. I had to write a letter home for this other guy. He was the toughest guy on the cell block, but he couldn't read and write. So you had to write a letter for him? Yeah, because the gang was after him. The letter was hilarious, man. I laughed when I this guy was humongous, man. He wrote this he, he had me he was dictating the letter. And the exact letter was, Dear Mama, I need you to put two hundred dollars in my commissary because this gang and this man named Crunch said they're gonna kill me if I don't give them back fifty cupcakes by thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you literally when he said cupcakes, cupcakes, I busted out. I don't know how good it came out. The word 50, because when he said 50 cupcakes, I lost it, man. <laughs> it's like, you're, this whole letter is over Drake's cakes, and your life is in peril over 50 cupcakes. Wow. Yeah. God, that's fucking Could you imagine you getting ready to die with some cupcakes, man? That's some prison shit for you. That's some prison shit, man. Um, all right, we did it. Um, we done did it. Guys, listen, we send did, us did, your... Did, I want other people to know, too, that Charlie Murphy's not just about jail and mayhem. I'm also very cultured. I went to Iceland and ate whale meat and the whole night. <laughs> and the whole night. All that. He did all that shit. That's right. I had boysenberry sauce on, on Free Willy. How was whale meat? Nasty. Yeah. I tried it, though. You know, Don't get mad at me for eating it. It was already, you know, he was already done. He was already on the plate. I just tasted it, you know. I didn't go what tell him to catch like? him. And like, it was nasty. It was, it was, I can't describe it. I didn't, I didn't like it, man. Like fishy. You had to be from over there, man. Yeah, I guess you so. You had to be raised in eating it. It has a very different taste, man. It's not a fishy taste, but it's, it's not a meaty taste either. I can't describe it. It tastes it's, like chicken of the sea. No, no, no. No, it don't. Okay. Maybe maybe what it was tasting like I shouldn't be eating it because I didn't I'm, I would never eat it again. But you know I, I tried it. Yeah, but you're cold. Ain't they can't no one say you're not cultured now. We did it. Things Charlie that Murphy I do like. The champs. We like having you on the champs. You're a good guy. Thank you for that's coming. what's up. You gotta have me back, man. Yeah, we will. That's what's up. No that doubt. Was, that is what's up. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been fucking with the champs, so we have a special uh, a contest for you to design our T-shirts. So send us your designs. Email the champs at gmail.com. Fuck with me at Moshe Kasher. Fuck with Neil at Neil Brennan. Fuck with Doug at Doug Pound. And Charlie, are you on Twitter? Yes, at C Murphy Comedy on Twitter. Hit me. So go see him live. Go see us all live, you guys. Thank C. you so Murphy much. C Murphy Comedy. C Murphy Comedy. That's right.